The Arcane Dice Podcast presents This week on the Arcane Dice Podcast Shaken and confused after destroying the Orb of Transmutation, the heroes make their way towards the advisor's chambers trying to avoid the dwarves lying in wait. Don't forget. This Thursday is a brand new episode of Dungeon Crawl. Legacy of the Mad Mage. All this and more on this week's episode. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy this episode of the Arcane Dice Podcast. So a wormling. I need I need a ruling on like how big a wormling is. Is it the size of like a German shepherd or is it the size of a horse? Give me uno momento. It's medium. It is not the size of a horse. Compared to a full size grown dragon, that's probably medium. Medium is not in reference to the size of the creature it's referring to. Medium is the fucking size that the D&D has assigned to specific everything in order for everything to either fit into a size category. Hence, even uh, Stormy and Ollie are considered medium-sized, but they have extra strength, so they are considered a large creature for the purpose of packing stuff. It does not say anything about that in the Wormlings. Stop locks. But Stormy is also nine feet tall. Just, yes. So he's a medium. He's nine feet tall. Yes. He's bigger than a horse. Uh, a wormling is roughly the size of a large wolf or a fo- full-grown human. Sweet. Okay. You can't ride the wormling. Can I ride the wormling? Uh, <laughs> he has a strength. Morley, that would be like you riding a German shepherd. Yeah. Done. Why we can't that happen? But in full play, uh, its strength is too low right now. It only has a 15. Six, seven, and a one. Good. All right. I'm going to start putting it on like a bulking program. We'll get <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get it above flex. Oh, I guess I better pull up my manual for wizards. No, you're not a wizard. You're okay. I'm already over this. <laughs> hey, Chase, have you ever played a wizard before? I hate magic characters. Which is really weird because you seem to <laughs> want to play a wizard character. My necromancer, she's actually very exciting. But, uh... <clears throat> wow, at 12th level wizard, you already have one 6th level spell. Jesus. That's fantastic. And, like, the bard was me dipping my toes in the water. Kind of same thing with the monk, but, like, just monk. cannonballing right in now. How's a, how's a monk dipping your toes into a wizardy? Because they have magical yeah. abilities. Yeah, magical abilities. Maybe not monk spells, shit. but kind of like the same thing. What about monk shit? Actually, my health might not change all that much. Depending on how you roll. If you roll well, yeah. 
I have lost one health point. <laughs> I went from 73 max hit points and I am now at 72. Fantastic. How are you only at 73 as a monk? She rolled poorly. Oh, yeah, I actually, I think I recall the... Uh, but I Glenn mean, saw you, my stats um, at, like, the start and was like, I'm going to re-roll for you, and he rolled. It was like, actually, we'll just leave this as it is. Okay, but here's here's <laughs> the thing. As a, as a monk, you're, the minimum amount of hit points that you can make per level is five. It's, it's half plus one. So five times 12... 60. 60. And then with your con bonus of 12, that's 24. That should be 84. Am I starting like a newborn baby or like will I start with like pre spells? Like is my spell book kind of full already or am I like blank sheet? Uh, you are going to have blank sheet because you do not have a spell book. Your inventory doesn't change. Cool. Her um, inventory doesn't change, but she has been collecting writings from across. Mm -hmm. I'm world. sure that's something that can be done as like a during a rest. Well, no, you have to have a spell book technically, not just sheaves of paper. <clears throat> so I mean, here's my fair. question, DM. Yeah. Because as a monastic, I had that tranquility ability, which basically gave me a way to use the sanctuary spell. As a wizard, would that information transfer over with me? This was because of your background or because of your class? Uh, my class. It was part of my monastic traditions. Let's say that if you can find a spell cord, uh, that like correlates with one of your monk abilities, you can immediately add it to your spell book, but you'll have to do that on a short rest. So, uh, you can learn the sanctuary spell as a wizard, even if you can't, uh, because you remembered it as a monk, and you kind of you you can work out a way to do it. Uh, I know and the then feelings. if you take your other monk, hmm? said I know the feelings almost like muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. So, because. Raph and I are magic users. We don't actually have anything written down, though. Like, is there any way for us to be able to go, oh, yeah, I have that smell? No. Um, I would let you guys try and work it out with a series of, like, arcana slash religion checks. Okay. You just do this with your fingers. Oh, okay. So, so what you gotta do? Uh, is you but take only, one hand. only if your spells also count as wizard spells. She can't take um, uh, a cleric only spell. Yeah, I have cleric and um, spells. Will you give her her cantrips though? That seems fair. Yeah, cantrips seem fine. Okay, so I have cantrips. I just don't have spells. Yeah. So right now book. at level twelve, cantrips you know are five. I also have nothing that changes my attack calculations now. That's very exciting. <laughs> it does make things convenient. <laughs> no unarmored attack buffs now. Okay, so athletics was already fine. 
already had my sage, so I had my proficiencies in Arcana and History. Now, as a wizard, I can choose two from Arcana, History, Insight, Investigation, Medicine, and Religion. Well. I, I can't wait for Ollie to go rushing into the heat of battle again and get too up close and personal. Then be all like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't have to change any of your knowledge capabilities because this really did just kind of affect you physiologically and magically. Uh, if you want to keep whatever your monk proficiencies were, you can. Um, I mean, realistically, there's a lot of carryover here because I know I took a proficiency in history and I it was religion. So I'll just, yeah, I can keep both of those anyways with this. So it works for me. All right. So um, you can keep doing that, but I think we should uh, get going here. I'm pretty much updated, so. Cantrips. Cantrips. So, I will. Yeah. Oh, so it's not right now. <laughs> Those are kind or of do, important. Do we want them right now? <clears throat> I don't uh, know if you would know them rust. And then when we get to uh, like the first time you're using them, we can go over the ones that you picked. I mean, From, we are um, fighting shit, right? Monk character sheet. I'm going to monk to wizard character sheet. Okay. So, uh, Dave, you're recording, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, DM, well, I guess we should yeah. do a recap first. Yeah. Last week, uh, you guys took on that orb of transmutation. Uh, uh, you guys I... blasted some rocks in there that turned into some chaos. They turned into sturges, immediately freaking out and moving back through the uh, uh, through the orb of transmutation's radius into wormlings and basilisks and drakes. You threw javelins that turned uh, javelins that turned into basilisks, and you shot arrows that turned into ballista missiles, and there was a whole just mess of chaos uh, up until the point where you guys had a sphinx and a beholder in the room, uh, and when the beholder turned its eye on the orb, it became non-magical, and you guys were able to smash it, causing a wave of transmutation energy to flood the area. And the only person who was affected, other than the Sphinx and the Beholder <laughs> being destroyed, uh, was Ollie. And Ollie had a pretty significant transformation. I don't know uh, what you're you, talking uh, about. Converted, converted to a wizard. This this was just a, a bad lady wizard. Dream. Oh, yeah, my gender did change. <laughs> oh, no. Um... So we've seen the physiological change to uh, Ollie's body. Yeah. Wait, does, does Ollie like suddenly get like long flowing hair? I don't think uh, female goliaths really have hair except for like a braid or something like that. Like it's still very much like they have a rat tail. Nice. Yeah, it's up to Ollie how. Uh, how do you look, Ollie? Um, you know what? I would like to think that. I don't change that much. <laughs> like, I maybe like a little bit higher of like a body fat percentage than I had before, just given the change in gender. But like, not a lot had changed. Wait, are you calling yourself fat? 
Uh, female, on average, have upwards of 5% more body fat than male. I know, but you're calling yourself fat? Well, like, I'm not calling myself skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You're like Goliath. You're hardy. I have stones right. endurance. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, so do you just like spin around? You don't like spin around and glitter and flowers spew from you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of funny. Can't like. It'd be super like first anime-like thing that I'd reach too. for is like the Adam's apple. It's gone. And really, like maybe that's when the I move, like something kind of like shoots out of my for. fingers because of the wizard thing. That's the first thing. thing that Ollie would reach for. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's definitely uh, the decision that uh, Chase would make. You see, I don't believe that because a guy who instantly magically transformed into a woman, I feel the first place they would reach would be somewhere else. That's just me. That's because you're perfect. Yeah, but. Yeah, but no? it's it's Ollie. Ollie's an intellectual. Thank you. Yeah. Been a monk, probably like it's probably fallen off sometime long ago for misuse. Ollie's more concerned about the speaking voice now. Like when he has to lecture, he won't be able to reach when, the depth he could. When she will have to lecture. Yeah. yeah. See, we're going to be playing this game the entire time now. Yeah, it's, he, it's no, all mess. She, because it already wasn't confusing. This was Ollie's plan all along. I feel it. It's entirely her the plan all along. <laughs> oh my god, Ollie right. can have her own kids now. The real question she have to is keep stealing them. Oh my god. Will I Ollie's... never stole any children. Thank That's you. Correct. I did try and adopt them. No, no. I never stole the child. Forcible adoption is not adoption. Who did I force to be adopted? Let's see. You tried to take a kid from her parents. No, to be I fair, the directly didn't have parents when I found them. Thank you. And when their parents came back, you didn't want to cough them up. Well, obviously they were in proper caretakers. They lost their child. They're dead. Oh my god. The real right. question is, is Ollie still going to be the number one cause of library fires? Oh yes. Yeah. I lit no books on fire, actually. The dwarven ship may have been my fault. But that like May? 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 How is May even May a hundred percent? Um Douche is they going to I'm gonna assume is going to see this uh subtle change take over Ollie. Yeah, a little bit. And and send her a message with the stone. Ollie, are you okay? You 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 look you look confused. You look like you have you look I don't know. It something has changed. What? What happened? You smell different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't smell like feet no more. Ollie's gonna kinda like look themselves up and down and they're like, well like I feel different. My stomach kind of hurts now. I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> First day as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Years to catch up on. You, you, use that energy. Oh, it all hits you at once. I hope, <laughs> I hope Ollie. I hope Ollie just randomly, like when they're like really focusing and concentrating on things, 
shit just lights on fire. <laughs> she becomes like a pyromancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly think that'd be funny. We'll just call her Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> or when I use the wand of program illusion, something that I actually want to happen happens. Yes. <laughs> Can do you have any ability to explain to us what's happened to you? Like, do you do you, do you understand? That's a good question. Do I understand what actually happened to me? Or, like, uh, do I just feel different? Because it's not like I can, like, look at myself in a reflection, nor am I, like, actively taking stock of my reproductive organs. Oh, oh hey. Hey, if you want to look at yourself, I got, I got a little something there that you can, like, it's like a mirror. You can, like, see your reflection in it. Do not pull out mirror uh, immediately on the stone. Do not pull out mirror, Mortar. And, uh, and a giant stone elemental is going to come over and boop Mortar on the nose. What's your uh, what's your intelligence, Holly? My intelligence, sixteen. Yeah. I think you are smart enough to notice that there is something definitely different about you, uh, and that's up to you whether or not you take the the necessary steps to figure it out. What is the situation, Holly? Who you you? What happened? That wave of energy won't wash over, and everybody else seemed to take cover, but you, you take brunt. What happened? I am, I'm not nearly as agile as I usually am. Truth be told, I think I'm currently uh, frightened or stunned. <laughs> when she says she's not quite as agile as she used to be when she was T, I Except think I'm all gonna, of the oh, people I'll in the room are going to look around the female and... gender or something like that. Okay. Again, us looking at her or him or her when she says that she was agile before I think she's getting Uh, a side eye from everyone roll me an investigation check who? Uh, the group Uh, also uh, not perception it's gotta be interesting Am I also rolling this? Uh, (laughs) Only if you want to take stock of your inventory, so to say. Uh, I rolled a three for a total of four. Ooh. Yeah, you notice no different. A Goliath is a Goliath is a Goliath. (laughs) Stormbearer doesn't need to roll. He knows exactly what happened. Investigation, investigation. How does a tent do? Uh, enough that if you want to figure out that you're a real girl now, you can figure it out. <laughs> uh, but I in this situation, 20. I don't think it would be valid. Is that bad? Then you don't. Then you, don't. Just, just, or you can say that you don't, and therefore you don't uh, realize. Like you won't figure it out until you want to. I, I rolled a 15 with a plus 5, so 20. So. Alright, yeah, you can catch the slip-up. And that there's something slightly different about uh, Ollie, but it's up to you or now her to bring it up or confront it. Now, would Stormbearer do? Oh, I think Stormbearer, you could roll the investigation check with advantage, <laughs> being Goliath. Uh, you'd be <laughs> able to recognize the slight subtleties versus like a different race. But I'm not a different race. No, I, no, I mean I, like uh, how Dusha is a different race. <laughs> Right, like us recognizing you. 
I, I think Stormbearer would know, but I rolled a 15. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, you could figure it out. Yeah. You know what I just figured out? I what? also have to pick a school of magic, do I not? Or an arcane tradition? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have any spells yet, so again, this seems like something that you would have to discover like later on when you actually get to sit with a spell book or your notes or another right wizard. Now. And, yeah, right now. Yeah, you've I, got just, your I need to do right? something that gets me spell sheets. Yeah. Dusha, I thought I thought we were fighting a great evil. Well, looking at Ollie now, it appears Carl, the trickster spirit has shown his hand. I'm not sure if Carl had anything to do this with this one there, uh, Tormi. How could he not? Look, look at Ollie. He is not the same, he is now a she. Like, do I smell different, or...? Right, what was that, Glenn? My neighbor is sitting outside with a black garbage bag over their head. Anyways. <laughs> Are these the same crazy Summer neighbors? Body. Stop judging. Over their head, though? Over their head? Over their head. Yeah, they're sitting that bag over their head. Don't kink shame, Glenn. I'm sure there's a logical reason for that. Are, this is, this are is there, the same people who've done weird other shit. Are their hands currently tied to a chair, and is there somebody with like a gun? No, it looks like it something? looks like it just looks like they're stretching it behind their back. Yeah. Oh no, they must have Falling on a watermelon because there seems to be red stuff all over the deck. <laughs> they dropped the, the weirdest thing. <laughs> you know, good watermelon. Well, we when we do a Patreon, well, we can add a podcast. Uh, what are Glenn's neighbors doing this week? Hook <laughs> up with them neighbors. <laughs> we just we just get like like four little pieces of information from Glenn and we just make up a whole fucking story about it. Well, I've, I've <laughs> noticed black garbage bags seem to factor in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was that one time where they were all out wearing black garbage bags in the middle of the night. Um, I think yeah. there was another black was... garbage bag incident. Yeah, I got some, I got some strange folks around here. Anyways. I think we should just add a, like... Uh, a, like segment on the 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 Facebook page, like like I don't know if it'd be a daily, but maybe a weekly, and it would be neighbor watch, and fucking Glenn gives fucking like small details, and then our fucking listeners have to guess what's going on there. That would be even better. I feel like that'd be a separate podcast altogether. Yeah, like yeah. I said, yeah, we've had to do a crime podcast over it. Yeah. What are, what right? are Glenn's neighbors doing this week? But yeah, so uh, yeah, Stormbearer, he's just going to be staring at Ollie. The Ollie, uh, who is now a she. Confused and angry. Stormy, he's going to get a message from uh, <laughs> from Dusha. Stormy, stop staring. You're making things very awkward. Dusha, this is not awkward. You cannot just lay down and accept what Carl does. Then he has won. 
again, I do not think this is anything oh, to do with Carl. You have not been able to find him, and I do not think he found you down in this decrepit place. Then how do you explain this? You just watch bolt from your own weapon go through and turn into animal, and then animal come through and become bigger animal. And you think that all of a sudden this specific thing, when we destroy the orb, that is the only thing that happened is this? And you think Carl all of a sudden? Yes. No, this is same as that before. That no, orb this is... was not that was not one of Carl's testicles that we just cracked. That was a magic orb created by the advisor. This is nothing to do with Carl unless Carl is the Carl advisor. the Trickter Spirit's nuts would be orbs of transmutation, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. It's just who he is. I cannot tell, Dusha, because you are never who you are. But you did not turn into a woman. Mortor, Mator, they are not women. <laughs> you know, you're real lucky that I'm in rock form right now and I don't want to drop that. <laughs> I am not a woman. All right. So uh, a, a few minutes have gone by since this orb uh, shattered and the energy went off. Uh, do any of you have... How do I ask this without spoiling it? Do any of you have true sight? Ooh. I have tremor sense. Uh, won't apply to this. Yeah, not on the ground. Uh, no, I do not have true sight. Uh, what about blind sense? Anyone with blind sense? I have stone cunning. No. All right. No. I have That's a powerful build. Does that count for anything? <laughs> no. You All guys right. are real bad at this whole direct wait, question, wait, wait, direct wait. answer thing. I think Ollie should go through the uh, traits of a wizard. Is, isn't blind sight and some things like that, or true sight, part of uh -oh. some warlock? Uh, no. They can get the true sight spell, but it's got to be something that she takes. No, I'm, I'm thinking uh, warlock. I do think monks get blind sight or something. And she's not a monk anymore. Oh, she's not a monk anymore. So. That is yeah. Correct. Um, but has Ollie given us any description that, aside from her physio physiological changes, that she has developed new abilities? Would she even know? Uh, probably not. Probably. Well, she knows her cantrips. Does she? It's true. All of a sudden, she has a flood of knowledge into her brain. Um, I feel like I'm gonna randomly come across these cantrips. Like, I, I'm choosing them so they would make sense for my character, but they're kinda random. If you find a moment where activating a cantrip would like suit the scenario, just do it. Yes, Morley, Mortor. Yeah. Um, my my wormling uh, has yep. blind sight. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> All right. Good. Yes, I like this. Uh, okay, Mortor. But, but but before before we get into that, um. So all of this shit is going on with Ollie. Uh, I'm completely checked out because next thing I know, I have uh, a, a wormling um, laying on top of my arm <coughs> where the colonel had been, and I don't have the best luck with dragons, so I've I've kind of been like ignoring everybody else and just making sure that this thing's not going to try and eat my face. 
okay, you haven't had the best luck. That doesn't mean you haven't been trying, though. That's very true. Uh, so, I believe I said it was a copper dragon, right? That I didn't give you a chromatic one. I think it was you brass. You said a brass dragon. The yes. brass? Okay. Oh. Brass dragon. Bronze? Uh, no, oh, bronze. That's, that's it. Wait, brass? Is it? I can't remember if it, there's bronze or brass dragons. I don't think there's both, though. Uh, I did write down brass. Yes, brass, there are both. Oh, it's bronze, because I'm looking at my search history. Bronze dragon wormling. I'm pretty sure it was bronze. Yeah. What is it? Because I yeah. wrote down brass. Well, I you wrote down, brass down a like lot of twice. things. It's bronze. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Either way, I'll let you pick right now, so we don't have to change and go forward, but they're both... Um, they're both uh, good aligned anyway, so it's okay. Which one would you like? Brass. The one he can find a character sheet for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've already done brass dragon, so I'll take brass. Perfect. Brass it is. Okay. All right. So this dragon, uh, I don't think is gonna act very much too different from their kernel. So right off the bat, it starts like scraping at the ground and like pecking at stuff uh, with his beak. I've, I've, I've been, I've been working on, <laughs> I've been working on some dragon noises. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would, I would like to test fire the dragon noise if I could. Absolutely. Try to try and communicate in draconic to this thing with your okay. dragon noises. So, it's uh, it it's still like sitting on top of my arm. It just kind of oh, looking at me. Um, the the colonel's armor is like all like burst apart and twisted and like fallen off of it, but it's mm -hmm. still just kind of like sitting on my arm. Except for and the it, helmet. No, no, like the, the helmet. Like, the helmet. Like, it's like no, no. The, it's the like, helmet's a little, like a little pope hat. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and it. It just, it's kind of <laughs> sitting there looking at me, and I was like, um, hey, hey, everybody, I know, like, Ollie's gender reveal party is, like, a big deal and everything, but I I kind of got a problem here. And I'm going to look back, back to my arm that's pinned to the ground by this thing, and it kind of cocks its head to the side when it looks at me, and it goes... I don't think my That was impressive. What? Wow. <laughs> Did you use a noise filter? No. No. So so do you guys remember Looney Tunes when Foghorn Leghorn, the the rooster, when he got that ostrich and he was trying to teach the ostrich how to be uh, a better yeah, stronger rooster? Yeah. Yeah. And the ostrich would always look at him and go That is so impressive. Yes. That was good. <laughs> so so this is gonna be the colonel talking to me. And and we'll we'll figure out something like once we like drink and bond and shit like that. But right now, like this is just the noises that it makes. I hope that I think up on the recording. He makes this his very own language. This isn't draconic, this isn't anything. This is actually just Mortor and this wormling will create their own <laughs> speech pattern entirely. It's it's gonna turn into like the anchor man where he's like, Buster, you know I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> Pretty much. A whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. Or, 
impressed. Or this is fucking uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be like that. Too. All right. Um, as you're watching this brass dragon, uh, it all of a sudden seems to notice something. Uh, its ears perk up. Its wings kind of come up a little bit. Uh, and it starts sniffing around uh, before you see it swipe up into the air and hear a glass uh, tinking sound as something uh, bounces off the claws of the dragon. Uh, and then it follows it around a little bit and uh, five cantrips, yep. You're gonna uh, watch. And again, it swings up and tinks something. Uh, it doesn't seem to, it's not trying to attack it. It seems to be more like it's playing with it. So it bounds after it. A giant uh, so earth elemental goes pounding past, and I'm going to slap my hands together wherever that fucking thing is and fucking crush it. All right, you got. Well, I've seen that. Remember, I saw the advisor's last one, right? I was helping work through it. That is correct. Yep. And again, this is another one of those scrying orbs that was sent in here to figure out what's going to, uh, on. Do you want an attack roll? Uh, yes, you got to beat a ten. Though. It's it's easy. disadvantage. I'm assuming disadvantage because it's invisible, but you know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a five and a six. Uh, let me get to the rock elemental pluses. Or a seven or something like that. I'm hoping because that was ugly. Who rolls a five and a six right off the bat? Come on. I do. Um, attack, attack, attack. Uh, where's my uh, plus? Oh, thank fuck. Uh, I have a plus eight to hit. So that's a uh, five and eight to 13 and uh, 14. Easy. Yeah, you shatter it. Uh, the glass tinkles to the ground. Uh, the brass dragon looks a little upset that its plaything is gone. And <laughs> as uh, it gets to the ground, you can begin to hear uh, some footsteps beginning to march down the hallway to your right. Uh, this is at the T intersection, so if you guys are in the main hallway, uh, going up to the T section... Uh, you hear some footsteps to the right, and this was the direction that the guards went to. All right, I want to take a quick look to the left. Uh, I want to see, like, if we go to the left, we can bar a door and just kick the uh, advisor's ass, or if it's we got to fight through these goddamn dwarfs, then kick the advisor's ass. Uh, you do remember there is a door to the left as well, and this is where the advisor went to. Hmm. Quick, we must decide. Do we go after this advisor? Or do we deal with these dwarves? Douche is not even gonna... like Doesn't even phase to think about it. Just immediately starts proceeding to the left and looking for a doorway uh, or something that I can close and bar with something. There is a door at the end of the T intersection. Uh, so you can head down to the left, rumbling along the ground. Uh, you get to a plain wooden door with uh, iron bands across it. Uh, and do you want to just like smash it down? You can't really use the door handle as a rock elemental. Uh, don't. Well, I can because I can form my hand into. I guess you could literally go right underneath it. You wouldn't exactly. even have to open it. Well, yes, but the other people are coming behind me, so. Ah, it's fair. So uh, I'll move to the side and let somebody open the door. And I will stand, watch behind, waiting for whatever's coming to block any arrows or anything that may come down the hallway. Move right. faster. Who's going to open the door? 
Uh, Stormbearer will open the door. Stormbearer, the door is locked. How locked? Uh, looks like there is a keyhole uh, on this side that could be used to unlock the latch. Is it uh, more than my giant uh, size, probably 18 boots locked? <laughs> uh, you can roll me a strength check. Uh, I certainly could. Uh while he's rolling his strength check, douches at the back, and you're going to see him start doing that same cat vomiting motion. And then you're going to watch basically what would appear to be if this was a, a human-sized creature, uh, like a sword-swallowing act, but in reverse. And you're going to see him reach into his throat and start pulling out a six-foot-long staff. All right. And then I'm going to pass that to Ollie. I uh, rolled a 19. Is it the recorder staff, or is this one of the magical ones you guys This got? is the Staff of Charming. Ooh, very nice. All right. You send her the uh, the, the stats on it. Yes, I'm just looking at that right now. Look it up. I rolled a 19. Roll. Uh, uh, what was it? One nine. 19. And that's with your strength modifier? Yeah. Stormbearer's so getting a little tired. Boot, He's at the end of his, uh, you know. That's fair. Your boot connects with the door, uh, and it shimmers with a faint blue light, revealing that this is uh, has an arcane lock on it, and it is not going to be enough to kick the door down. Can you force so, an arcane lock? Can you, can you like, brute force it? If yes, you, you can. Knock, it, you can... It, adds to, it just adds 10 to the DC. I'm just thinking of damage. Uh, Shatterax. Yeah. Shatterax could do it. I would let Shatterax being a magical weapon that breaks things. Either that or my Ring of the Ram and uh, using all three charges to get, uh, I think it's what, 6d10? Yep. But if I could use Shatterax, that'd be better. Uh, yeah, you can use Shatterax. Uh, roll me a strength check with advantage using it. All right. I'm looking for a 23, by the way. That's the DC to beat here. Now, uh, strength check. So would I use my two hit for Shatterax? Your two hit for Shatterax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shatterax is giving you advantage on this roll. Oh, Okay. Uh, okay. so 19, so 24. Oh yeah. Okay. So you swing in all your strength, not one to be put off by a door and you connect the glass or the, the faint blue shimmer across it shatters like glass before Shatterax connects with the door and, uh, blows it off into splinters beyond, uh, beyond the doorway as the dust begins to clear. You can see a thin hallway leading down with one door to the right, and then 10 feet past that, it begins to spiral into a, uh, a thin staircase down. Uh, survival check. Quick survival check to see if I can find which uh, which is the most uh, traveled, either the door to the right. Absolutely. Or, uh, oh, that's not going to be good. That's 13. 
13. Uh, the advisor, uh, do you remember seeing, uh, was hovering and not, in fact, walking. But with a 13, you will see that the doorway to the right has been open within the last few days or so. All right. Well, I guess we got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. Dusha! Oh, because he's behind. He's way back. So I'll use the stone. Dusha! Dusha! We're moving in. There's, there's a always... door to the right. Oh. Block the hall as best you can. I don't know. Pull the rocks down or or, or make the floor come up. Do do some sort of magics. Well, we, we track Get this advisor. everybody through the door, I take care of. Uh, and I'm going to head to the door on the right. Uh, give a listen. If I don't hear anything, uh, we're going, we're going for a breakdown. As you, uh, put your ear to the door to listen, you actually feel, uh, the cold kind of shimmer of another magic lock on this door. <sighs> well, at least I have a shattered axe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can roll another one with advantage. Come on, you bastard. Ah, that's not good. That's uh that's a twenty. Twenty. Uh you hit it. Uh the axe will break the arcane lock, but not the door. Oh, well shit. That's easy enough. There you go. Yeah, uh, size yeah. eighteen boot. Uh so you can yeah, you can kick it in now, uh pretty easily. Or you can attempt to pick the lock. So, uh, all doors going forward, uh, if they are closed, are locked with a lock that will require DC 13 check. Or, sorry, uh, 23 check, because they will have an arcane lock on it. Same with breaking it down. Uh, but if you find a way to remove the arcane lock, uh, the breakdown DC is going to be 13, or the picking will be 13. Well, that's good, because I rolled a uh, uh, 18 on the uh, kickdown. Yeah, you connect right with the door, uh, right next to the door handle. Uh, the door crashes inwards, uh, and you see... Actually, uh, Dusha, what are you doing, and what are the rest of the party doing? I'm slowly rumbling my butt backwards, pushing everybody towards the door that he has just booted open. Yeah, I'm kind right. of just watching what's going on. I have nothing to help with opening doors. You, you also have a new staff uh, in your hands. I do, and I am writing down all of its information, so I do not lose it. That's your call. I think the staff charm is pretty good, too. At least it's not like... It may be helpful for her right now. Or him. Her. Her. Her again. Her. I was also taking, like, a personal inventory of all of my things, because I don't think I'm going to be able to use my dragon armlets anymore, because those were very specifically a monk item. And I was just kind of looking into my ring of gust to see if I can actually still use that. Yes, you can. I can? Yep. Cool. Happy about uh, that. As you guys are moving towards the door that Stormbearer just kicked open, uh, Dusha, having your back, or face, you having your back to the party facing the other doorway, you see it open up and four shackled uh, slaves, uh, dwarven slaves, are quickly booted into the room before the door is slammed shut behind them. Uh, with your passive perception, however, you will see uh, the contingents of guards have shields 
uh, shield wall set up. Uh, and you can see a couple of them um, standing up on like some barrels with crossbows aimed at the doorway uh, beyond. Uh, but as the four slaves uh, enter the room, uh, you can see them. They don't even try to run at you. Most of them just like collapse to the ground. Uh, and you can see two of them trying to make themselves puke as the other two uh, collapse and kind of double over themselves. We'll let one more action Move go around. faster! I'm going to bull rush backwards, pushing them through the door. And my intent is to close the door, even though he's broken the, the locking latch. And I'm going to smash the rock around the door so that it shatters and basically uh, wedges the door in its position. Sure. Uh, so you push everyone through the room uh, and quickly close it up. And as you turn to face the room, you can see Stormbearer uh, standing there because he would have been the first one through. Uh, and in this room, it's about a, a 20 by 30 foot room. And uh, along the back wall, you can see uh, an obsidian altar that comes up uh, kind of like a stool and then like a large top. Uh, covered with black candles, intricate carvings, skulls, different uh, herbs, and uh, poisonous flowers. A uh, few vials of potion. You can see some uh, buckets lining the floor near it, filled with different parts, human parts, animal parts. And uh, no other doors in the room. And... As you turn and continue surveilling the rest of the room, uh, atop the altar, almost uh, being missed amongst the clutter of stuff, uh, there's a couple books up there, too. And uh, But you see another gnome, uh, much like the, the one that you met down in the alchemy room, uh, laying naked with his chest kind of ripped open on the altar. So... Uh, Stormbear, being the first one to enter through the room and take this all in, what is the first thing you would like to do? Uh, Gnome is dead? Uh, from where you're standing, uh, so the room goes up like one Like a tier? Step. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from where you are, it looks like the gnome is dead laying there. I mean, he's got his chest ripped open. Yeah. The bones pulled up to the side. So, yeah, you would assume he was dead. And and there's an altar. That he's laying on. Yep. Candles, books, uh, alchemical and arcane ingredients sprawling the top. Right. Uh, at first, hard to see, but the blood from the gnome is filling the crevices of the altar and running down to the base where you can see it filling up a set of crystal vials. But as you begin to take in the room, you start to notice this. Uh, okay, uh, quick dash. I'm going to kick those vials away. Absolutely. Yeah, you run up, kick the vials, splatter across the floor, blood goes flying. Uh, and as you reach uh, the top of, like, where beside the altar, uh, you can hear the faint beating of the gnome's heartbeat still going uh, as he lays there. You can see his hands are bound uh, 
to the the altar and little rings that are there. All right, this looks like a very. Uh, there's no coming back from this one, eh? His heart's beating, so. Yeah, but. Uh, you can see his lungs moving up and down as his so chest is splayed open. Is Stormy still in like the doorway here? Like, can anybody right. get past him to see what's going on in this room? Uh, you also have a clear stare, Stormy. Full storm the room. Uh, pushed everyone kind of into the room. So you're all standing uh, at the, the step down of this room. You got about 20 feet uh, to either side of you, 20 feet in front of you until it goes to a step up. And then the back 10 feet of the room is this altar with the gnome on it. So you can walk up there if you want and take a peek at what's going on. All right, Stormbearer when will I walk up there, do I recognize that this is the spell to turn a person or a creature into a god? Like roll the... me a arcana check, or <laughs> yeah, no, arcana. Oh no! Uh, having researched this ritual and having the books on it, you can have advantage. Cool, because I rolled into two originally, so. That's not great. Uh, Arcana check. Okay, I can work with this. Does a 25 pass? 25 passes. This is not that ritual. That is not that ritual. Do I have any understanding of what this ritual may have been in regards to the text that we have gone through with the last gnome and in the library? Uh, This could be a component of the ritual... Uh, to turn someone into a god, but this is more likely some necromancy to take life force from one thing and put it into another. Okay, okay. But without using the gems. Seems to be a big thing that they're going for here. I am going to jot down the runes that are in this room and do like a little drawing and documentation. Do you want to look over any of the books or papers that are there? I was going to say, did you not see the books there, Ollie? That look over, they're mine. These are all mine now. They're already in. They're already in her bag. <laughs> yeah. She just assumed that was a given. <laughs> she's she's got like a uh, supermarket sweep on it. Ollie, roll me an investigation check, and you can add your arcana to this as well if you like. Do you not just find it funny, though, that nobody yet has tried to seize anything from Ollie, yet he, no, I, she still perpetually just, like, hoards documents? Yeah. Stormbearer has no need for books. Leave me alone. Uh, well, okay, so you said I can use Arcana for this check or Investigation uh, for both? You roll Investigation, but you can add your Arcana to it as well. Cool, because my investigation roll with my modifier would have been a four. So if I add my arcana, that makes it an 11. 11. All right. You are able to notice that one of these books is actually a spell tome. Like a, cool. uh, uh, a spell book. So I guess we know how Ollie turns to the dark side. Cool. Um... I'm going to save this for later because I don't actually fully understand what this means, but knowledge is power. That's right. All right. Yeah, you can save this for later. Uh, if you want to write down next to it, uh, this book will contain 
six spells up to the third level of necromancy spells. You can pick whatever six you want. But they have to be necromancy. They can't be above level three. Uh, contain level three, six necromancy spells? Yep. Perfect. Mortor, if you can save this gnome, get up now. Otherwise, I will end his suffering. All right. So I'm all like, here, buddy, 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 buddy. Come on. Come on. This this way. This way. No. No. Stop. Stop it. Don't eat that. Don't eat it. Stop. Oh, fuck. He ate it. All right. So I'll just be all like, stay or cut. I don't know. Whatever. And I'll uh, I'll rush up to the front there with uh, with Stormy, where we're looking at the guy on the altar. All right. As you get up there, you notice the the brass dragon just kind of pop its head up beside you, all matter of fact like like he was per- like intending to just do this himself. <laughs> He's your surgical assistant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm, you uh, see, yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do what do I see? You see a gnome laying hands bound to little rings on the altar. His chest uh, ripped open, the rib bones broken, and his internal organs. Um, you can see inside, like you can see his lungs moving up and down. His heart still beating, uh, but carved into his heart and his lungs uh, and some of the other organs in there, like his liver and whatnot. Uh, you can see arcane symbols carved into them. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not he's not heading home. Um, we uh, we need to either smash him flat and then burn the place, or burn the place and then smash it flat. Um, as you're sitting there watching him. Your brass dragon is going to, like, slowly start moving its head towards the open cavity in its chest to, like, steal the liver. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, 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 this is bad. Don't want to eat this. You'll get sick, and then I'll have to fucking mend you, and you'll be, like, vomiting all over the place. Don't. stop! Stop it. Stop it. It'll, it'll shyly back away like a dog who knows it's just gotten in trouble. I'll uh, I'll turn to Stormy and be like, "Man, I I gotta give this fucking thing a name or something." I mean, I it 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 doesn't it, it doesn't feel like the Colonel used to, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of a bigger deal. He needs a promotion, right? Oh, we already agreed that its name would remain the Colonel. Yeah, it's, I'm not Colonel what? It. Yeah. Mortor has changed his mind. Go figure. Colonel Copperbeard. I don't fucking know. Stormbearer's <laughs> just gonna kind of nod at uh, at Mortor and and just gently push him back. And then he's gonna yep. he's gonna look at the gnome at the table. Um. And he's just before he's Stormy can cut things off. Ollie, look. And you're just gonna hear him whisper. Be free, and uh, the head's coming off. Okay. Why wouldn't you let Ollie look at the room before? Ollie did. 
Ollie already said that she went up and took note of all the runes up there. Yep. It is not the full um, turning into a god spell. It is just another effort to make a transferal of energy. Uh, as the axe comes down and cleans the head off, uh, hits the altar, uh, you notice that his heart and lungs continue to function. would be a good idea right now. Yeah, so does this bear any resemblance to the zombies that we saw on our descent down here? Uh, In that they're undead. He's not acting zombie. He looks like it's been he's been put into like a kind of stasis uh, and his body has been forced alive uh, and to continue to pump blood out. Uh, is it the altar well, that's doing Well, if pumping this? blood's the problem, just remove the heart. Eat it. Werewolves do it. It's a whole thing. Just eat it. That's the solution. Is, is it because of the altar? The foreheads turn and look at Ollie very, very oddly for a second. Uh, Storm Barrel, what do you say? The altar. Is the altar part of causing this? Like, is the altar look like it's the key factor? Uh, it's hard to say what the key factor is, but it's most likely the runes that have been carved into the body parts that are forcing it to stay alive. All right. Uh, the giant rock elemental is going to slide past and create a small, sharp rock and just stick a finger in, and I'm going to alter the fucking runes that are carved on the heart and lungs. Ooh. Uh, Dusha, can you please throw me a constitution saving throw? Okay. As a rock elemental, you probably have a lot of that, so. Yeah, thank God I rolled high. Uh, 17 plus, where's a rock, where's a rock? Uh, constitution saving throw is plus 5, so 22. All right, you are going to be safe. You feel some necrotic damage try to, uh, uh, to course through you as you interfere with the runes. Uh, but yeah, you can change them up. Uh, and the moment you make a single line, uh, the rune is going to break. Uh, and so whatever the first one you do is, or it's like, say you did the heart first, uh, the heart will stop beating as you do the lungs, the lungs stop breathing. Uh, and the body will begin to shut down as the runes are interfered with. And then I'm going to message Ollie. Ollie, you have to be prepared. If we see more of a rune like this, we must reach them. Same way as the way Mortor alter on the gold. Uh, Okie dokie, Artichoke. As the body dies... Uh, it begins to uh, decay uh, rather rapidly. Uh, and even the bones begin to uh, liquefy into a gel uh, that the altar slowly begins to absorb. Uh, and as the last of the material is absorbed, uh, you see a thin line appear in the center of the altar 
open and a body kind of fall through, uh, fall like towards the ceiling. And then as gravity uh, reactivates for the body almost, uh, the portal closes up, the body lands on uh, the table. This time it's a dwarf, a male dwarf. And an invisible servant, uh, an invisible servant, because you can see him. More like a spectral servant will appear and begin binding the unconscious dwarf's hands to the altar. Big Rock Elemental is going to be doing this to shoo the thing away. Uh, can I attack it? You can, absolutely you can. Well, then it's going to get the axe. Both of you roll me an attack. That's right. Both of you roll me the attack, please. Uh, I'm going to take a step, uh, so I'm flanking. Huh? <sighs> well, I'm glad you're flanking. <coughs> that is going to be uh, a non-natural 20. All right. And Dusha? I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, oh man, I wasn't ready. Okay. Uh, uh, as as Stormbear goes to the other side of this thing to get flanking with you, uh, Stormbear's blade comes uh, flying through the spectral creature. The creature seeming to be unaffected by this, uh, but the rock elemental goes to punch through the spectral uh, SWAT. figure here. And what? connect with you, Stormbearer. You're getting slapped. You're getting slapped. My magical axe. Expecting and... some resistance, uh, you meet none and follow through too far and hit Stormbearer. All right, roll that damage. Uh, if you're not using your slam attack, it'll just be one plus your strength modifier. I was just trying to shoo it away. I wasn't trying to... Yeah. So yeah, just one plus your strength. So Make that would be on Klein all over again. This is going to be what undoes Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's little, my question: yes. If we let the specter do what it wants to do, what happens if we remove the body afterwards? Because I feel like this body dying was like the completion of something, and it's starting the entire process again, like rebooting the computer. What if we just take the computer away? Well, I'm planning on breaking that son of a bitch. Uh, the Spectre will finish tying one hand down and move through the table and body to the other side, now on the same side as uh, the doorway, and begin tying the other hand up. I'm going to smash the altar, and this time I am using my slam attacks, and as a siege monster, I do double damage to objects and structures. Awesome. All right, roll that attack, please. There's a dwarf on the altar. Is he alive? The dwarf? Yeah, absolutely is. Well, I'm breaking the altar. And I rolled two 15s, so that's a 23 for each of them. Very nice. Yeah, and then roll damage and double it for being a siege. Yeah, Uh, 3 and 5 is 8, so 16 plus 5 is 21 for the first one. And 3 and 2 is 5, so 10 for the... Wait a minute, 3 and 2, 5, 15 for the second one. 15 and 23? I, was, I thought I said 22. 21. Did I say 23? 22. I, I, my number is going to be 15 and 23, so 38. We'll just go 38 for now. Uh, you're, you bring both fists 
down uh, as hammers no, no. onto to the, the front the altar. I'm not. I'm not trying to hit the dwarf. I'm trying to hit the the, the, the like ramming the front of it. Yeah, the the altar extends uh, like four feet past the dwarf on either end, so you could like smash off the the sides. Okay, that'll work. Or like the back end or the front end. Sure, I like that. Smashing it around the dwarf, yep. not hitting the dwarf. Uh, you bring your hands down and feel far more resistance than you were expecting to. You begin to see uh, some cracks uh, spread through the altar, um, but the end doesn't break off. You just chip away huge chunks of then it. Then I'm going to smash it again. Uh, hold up. We're going to have to do this in uh, like kind of turn order so you don't okay. get too many attacks before the specter can do things. <laughs> so uh, I will let each of you take an action before the spectator finishes tying up the hands. So Dusha's was to smash it. Um, Mortor, Mator, Ollie, and Stormbearer, what would you like to do? Uh, Stormbearer will... Uh... He hasn't, the specter hasn't tied the other hand yet, right? He is currently tying up the second hand, yeah. What, are, what is he being tied with, rope? Yeah. yeah. Eh, Looks hell? like just some silk rope. Uh, Stormbear is just going to grab the dwarf and yank him off the, uh, uh, off the altar. Sure. I'm just looking uh, rolling a strength check, though. Yeah, I can roll a strength check. I, I, I'm all, I'm all about rolling those strength checks. Let's roll one I haven't rolled yet. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's a 24. Yeah. You grab him, like, what, by the waist? Yeah, basically. You grab him by the waist and yank, and his body comes with you, uh, but his shoulder and arm stay attached to the one side that is tied down, uh, and you're going to dislocate his shoulder. His eyes are going to rip open, and he is going to yell out a bellow uh, and just a pained, horrified scream. Uh, and very casually, the spectator is going to walk over and just pick up his hand and bring it back towards where he needs to tie it up. Uh, yeah, you dislocate his shoulder, but he, he comes off the altar like he's just got one arm hanging up there now. I didn't break the rope? No, it's very sturdy silk rope. Huh. Okay. It, can, it can be cut. This isn't magical. It's just tough stuff, so they can't break free. Yeah, I just figured uh, it'd be easier just to yank him off than cut the rope. Cut first. His shoulder yeah. says otherwise. Mator will cut the rope with his uh, axe. Perfect. Yeah, you quick swing. You are able to sever the rope. His arm will go limply back uh, towards his body. Uh, the dwarf falls back into unconsciousness after his pain scream. Uh, and as you cut the rope, I'm going to let Ollie and uh, Mortor do their actions first, and then the spectator will react. I mean, like, it's not my fault the dwarf was built weak. I, I really wanted to watch what the specter was doing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I was really interested in this process. It looks like he's just prepping for the next person to be worked on. I don't think the specter is doing the work. It's just, it's literally just a prep bot. But, like, basically this guy was just going to be left in, like, a suspended animation. They wouldn't have known that they were being 
operated on. They kind of would have just been not coherent for it. But there, but there seems to be a hierarchy for it, right? Like each time, um, one is uh, finished. Um, like that thing opens up, they drop through, the next one comes. So what if the process isn't finished and the body just goes? This is what I had said earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, you're interrupting the process now, so we'll figure it out. Uh, and, uh, also, James, not all suspended animation spells actually stop you from feeling. Yeah. I'm. It didn't I'm do- seem like uh, the guy on the, the the gnome didn't seem like he was in pain, but then again, he didn't really react to anything. But the dwarf definitely felt something then, just now. Uh, but I need Ollie and Mortor's actions. Mortor, what do you have in store? Uh, I'm going to throw a cure wounds at uh, at the guy that Stormy just pulled off the table. Absolutely, his arm will relocate, and he will begin to look a little better, a little less pale. Okay, you don't uh, you don't need me to like actually roll for healing or anything because he, he's not really a named character, is he? No, no, it's okay. Okay, I will cross that off my spells. And Ollie, what would you like to do? I looking at the specter is there anything that would indicate there was a way to dismiss it in this room Ooh, roll me an arcana check actually roll me an investigation check and add your arcana to it does a 28 pass absolutely it does you quickly investigate the room and you find a spell gem uh, fixed in this metal construct of arcane runes, uh, much like the gold ones that you saw before. That it looks like a small cube, each side being a different shape of a rune with the spell gem locked inside. And that is so that the spell gem can be reused and set to commands. Uh, but this looks like it would control the specter because it's where he appeared. Uh, when the body showed up. Uh, you know that you could use the spell magic to uh, cancel out the specter. Cool. Um, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to yell back to the group. Hey, has anybody got to spell magic? <laughs> you can You can pick up the cube. It looks like it's just sitting there on the floor. It's not like a fix to anything. It's about um, this big. My first thought process was like to like dislodge the gem or something like that. You can do that too. You just take a dagger and stab it through one of the openings and dislodge it. Dart. Can I use a dart? I don't have a dagger. Yeah. What about cooks utensils? Like a spoon? Yeah. Anything pointy enough to just fit through one of the holes, uh, and you can knock the gem free. I will knock uh, and when the gem. When you do, the specter uh, flickers and then vanishes. I'm going to look at the group and kind of just like put my hands up. Yeah. Uh, are you going to keep this contraption? Fucking course I can. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. All right. Before we wrap up this Thanks episode, uh, you guys are Dusha. You had pushed everyone into this room uh, as those slaves 
came through the other door. From the door you guys came through, back into the area with the slaves, you begin to hear four horrified screams uh, before you hear uh, a ripping, fleshy, wet, mush sound uh, come from there in kind of rapid succession, just those... Uh, and the screams turn into pained howling. Uh, and you can hear this kind of lumbering, sliding, wet, smushing sound begin to make its way towards the door. Same uh, problem, guard. I'm Captain. assuming this is one of those abominations for people who decide that they need to eat shiny rocks. That is right. Though so I don't think these people had much of a choice. Ah, yuck. Yuck. Yeah, we get very resident evilly. Very, yes. Now, I don't know this. I got one rage left. Zero hit dice to roll. Um, The door is is barricaded closed. I've shattered the frame around the door so the door won't open. So they've got to go through that at least. Um, Yeah. Dusha is going to finish pounding that altar into rubble. Yes, you can absolutely do that. You can, uh, it has 100 hit points as you can smash it pretty much at will now. Uh, you can just break it into rubble. Well, we're going to have- uh, and then there's no way, there was no way out of here before, but, uh, just to, uh, Dusha is then going to, the only way to describe it, I guess, would be, uh, I'm going to start sounding rock and using my tremor sense to see if there's any hidden doors or, or other areas that are like just behind a thin wall that we could find. All right. Roll me a survival check. Are there any tables? Uh, Is there any advantage there? I'll take advantage. Any tables or anything? I didn't catch that word again. Tables. Sorry. Tables. Tables. Uh, yes. Uh, one to the left-hand side of the room, uh, containing an assortment of cutting and surgical equipment. Okay. Mator wants to go over, sweep all of that off, and then turn the table over to use as uh, cover, um, but still be able to see where the door is, just in case. Absolutely, you can. Yep. Uh, I rolled an 18 with my plus 13 to survival. That's a 20, 30, 31. You quickly zip around the room using your tunneling ability to find uh, one hidden hallway uh, behind a thin layer of rock that, uh, once you realize where it is, can be pushed aside. Uh, and it leads to a fairly narrow hallway. It looks like uh, Ollie and Stormbear would have uh, a difficult time getting through, but uh, they should be able to squeeze through. It would just, uh, anything they try to do in there would be a disadvantage, like any attacks or anything. Uh, Dusha is going to wave at them all. Go! And then I'm going to be the last one in backwards, and I'm going to be walking backwards again. And I'm going to grab that table. Oh, wait a minute. I can just slide that panel back in place. You can. Yeah, you can close up the rock wall behind you. All right. But we will leave off with you guys escaping through the tunnel 
uh, that Dusha found. And uh, that's what we'll pick up next week. Sweet! Wow. All right. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, so, so, in theory, there are four whatever that guard captain turned into out there. Yes. Yep. I just wrote one. I am going to write times four beside my notes here. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I realize time is of the essence, but we're really going to need to take a long rest soon. <laughs> Nap time? I think you're uh, you're stuck in this there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And and honestly, Dusha is going to be rubbing that in your face because you were always like, "Let's go, 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 go!" Fucking. Now you're. I suggest your naps oh. all the time. Yeah. He can't just take a nap. He needs a full rest. He needs an eight-hour fucking. Yeah, I've run out of hit dice, and I've run out of. Uh, I got one rage left. You know, yeah. you know what they wouldn't expect. The Spanish eight-hour timeout, right? That's true. No one ever. This guy just come into the room and we're all sleeping, right? Nobody would expect that. It'd be like, it'd be like, this is a trap, and I feel uncomfortable, and they would just back out. They they come into the room, they're like, hold on, guys, time out, time out. They're on. There's like a historical story about that. There's like a guy playing a guitar like outside a village that's about to be raided, and they're like, this guy is so confident, we can't attack this village, and they literally turn back. It's like ancient Rome or something like that. That's I want to. I want. We can do uh, like, we could pretend we're slaves and uh, just like nap in shackles. Now we yep. know why Ollie created a bard. She wants to be out front of a village playing a guitar, driving an army away. Just like fiercely, like that's all I can see is that that crazy guitar face from uh, Jack Black when he's uh, doing the fucking.